futility. Nothing personal word of the day. It's Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. And the word is futility. We could use that to describe so many franchises in professional sports, but the franchise that is Willie Nelson to me, because they are always on my mind, is the New York Knickerbockers. The fact that I have to associate the New York Knicks with futility is upsetting enough. The fact that I'm so jealous as a former team president that they can sell out and have the most revenue and be worth the most as an organization with an owner who meddles in a way that makes all meddling owners look completely uninvolved. The fact that they have won one playoff series in the last 10 years, one winning record in the last since 2013, a couple of years ago, when they lost in the first round to the Hawks as a four seed. Futility comes to mind because there is no franchise in any sport that any league wants to win more than the NBA wants the Knicks to win. Not the Nets, not the Lakers, not the Cowboys, not the Patriots, not the Rangers, not even the Yankees in baseball. The NBA has always needed and wanted the Knicks to be better. From the sticky envelope that had Patrick Ewing's name on it, the one time where I didn't think that was true was all the suspensions in the Heat-Knicks playoff series when Jeff Van Gundy grabbed Alonzo Mourning's ankle like he was holding on for dear life during a tornado, and those suspensions cost the Knicks. But the fact of the matter is the Knicks have gone through presidents, GMs, coaches, the way some people go through underwear. The new person brought in is a guy named Leon Rose. Leon Rose is a former agent Agents cannot run teams. Players cannot run teams. There are a couple of exceptions. Not really for agents. We've told you about Jeff Morad, the agent in baseball who tried to take over the Padres. Denied. We've told you about Derek Jeter, the player trying to run the operations in Miami. Denied. We told you about Michael Jordan, trying to buy and run the Charlotte Hornets, accepted his owner, denied in his ability to actually run a team. Though Scott Clifford's an interesting coach, part de. But what about these Knicks? I wonder if we could do uh, the man in the high castle if I had taken a job running the Knicks. What would the world have been like? Would we have won more? Would I have been able to work with Dolan? Would I have gotten my way and gotten rid of Isaiah Thomas earlier before he could do more damage? Would I have found a way not to waste money? Not to have done the Ewing trade, which was set back the team for five years? Would I have brought in Leon Rose under me? No chance, toilet pants. Successful guy, no doubt about it. But you know what, Nick fans? Guess what he's about to do to you? right in the keister with a guy named Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, you've been watching him. Jalen Brunson was the number two or three guy in Dallas behind Luka. Anybody would be number two, three, four behind Luka. Jalen Brunson is the son of former Nick Rick Brunson. Jalen Brunson is the son of current Nick assistant coach Rick Brunson. Jalen Brunson had an agent negotiate his first contract in the NBA by the name of, wait for it, Leon Rose? 
Rick Brunson, his dad, the new assistant in New York, had an agent named, uh-oh, yep, Leon Rose. Leon Rose thinks the Brunson family can lead the Knicks out of the desert where they have been lost for 40 years. God, it's not even 40 years. 83, 93, 03, 13, 23, <gasps> 50 years since their last title. Jalen Brunson has the opportunity to be a free agent. An NBA free agency starts on Thursday. Can't talk to players yet. But rumors are out about all the moves that are being made. Remember tampering? Where the teams get in trouble or trades are announced, sign and trade deals are announced and then reversed and then fines are levied. The Bucks were getting Peter Bogdanovich, the director, and then they weren't because they started too early. The Heat had the sign and trade deal done. They weren't going to get fined. They may have gotten fined. They didn't get fined. Word came out yesterday that Jalen Brunson is going to be a Nick. So the Knicks have to make a trade. They got to open up some cap space by Thursday. Woke up this morning with a heavy heart and a big lack of Tylenol. Got myself out of bed. Looked at the phone. Boom. The Knicks made a huge trade. Huge. Got rid of sleepy, snoozy, and droopy and grumpy. Saved about $6 million in space. And all of a sudden, they have enough money to offer Jalen Brunson four years, $110 million. Now, of course, they can't talk about Jalen Brunson or talk to Jalen Brunson until tomorrow. Mark my words. The Knicks are signing Jalen Brunson. They are making this their huge free agent signing to pair him with their big free agent signing of last year, Julian Randle, Julius Randle. The New York Knicks futility is going to continue in a way that is so significant because Jalen Brunson cannot be your number one guy. He is a nice backup. That's it. You need a superstar. The Knicks seem to believe that they can get it done with either an aging MVP superstar, who I think they may have traded or should trade or are not going to play anymore, and a bunch of other people being overpaid. Now, they've drafted a few young guys. Remember that they got that guy Barrett? They thought he was going to be the guy. There's not one person in the league who thinks Barrett is going to be the centerpiece of a championship team. Who is your center? When you're putting a team together, it doesn't matter whether it's baseball or basketball, you know that you need a son, and I mean S-U-N. And S-U-N is a player around whom the rest of the organization can rotate. Someone who is going to be there by definition when you win a title, in order to win a title. Now, the sun burns out sometimes. The sun can get too hot and not lead to a championship. Or the sun can somehow be on the wrong side of the hemisphere on the wrong side of the year, and you're stuck in darkness for 24 hours a day like you're in Alaska during the winter. Freddie Freeman was a sun in Atlanta. R.J. Barrett's not the sun. Jalen Brunson's not the sun. Randall's not the sun. Leon Rose is not the sun. You know who the sun is in New York? Pun intended, S-O-N and S-U-N. Jimmy Dolan. And when your owner is the sun, you are stuck in the dark and time does not let you change seasons. I'm going to give you a wait to see as we approach Thursday at 6 p.m. Wait to see is when we tell you something's going to happen. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But we'll revisit it. I've got a double wait to see. Ready, Coca? Number one. Jalen Brunson will be a New York Nick. 
Wait to see. Number two, the Dallas Mavericks without Jalen Brunson will be a better team than the New York Knicks, period. They will have a better record. And then a bonus third Nick wait to see on June 29th, a full 10 months before we'll know whether it happens. Guess who's going to be in the lottery again? My beloved Knicks and their futility knows no ends. It will be a miracle if Tom Thibodeau survives the season. It will be a miracle if Leon Rose has an opportunity to continue in his role. The Knicks at some point will have to think about winning because maybe the fans will stop coming. No. Maybe the revenue will decrease. No. Then what do we have to win for? Because why wouldn't you at least try? Oh, we're getting Brunson. We're trying. Third way to see. Knicks in the lottery. Did you get all those, Coca? Brunson's a Nick. The Mavericks finish with a better record. And the Knicks don't make the playoffs. And I've got to sit here tomorrow night at 6 p.m. in this chair, staring at a screen, waiting to go live so I can lose my mind. Coco won't let me go live on the Nothing Personal feed. I may just have to go live on my Twitter account at David P. Sampson because I'm a fan. And all fans ever told me when I wasn't a fan is, hey, we just want to win. Well, we won a World Series. No, no, we want to win another one. I'm a Nick fan. All I ever wanted was a championship. Futility. You know who the Knicks will be competing against in the lottery? There's a damn good chance it could be the Lakers. I'm not willing to go wait to see on the Lakers being a lottery team, but let me tell you, they got a small problem. One day after Kyrie Irving blessed the Brooklyn Nets with his final year at $40 million, guess what Russell Westbrook did? Russell Westbrook, let me, let me remind you who that is. One of the top 75 players in the history of the NBA, not. A triple-double machine, fine. Totally inefficient, unable to play defense, sort of. Inability to win as a member of a team, Garen frickin' Teed. He signed a huge max deal, which was an overpay from the start. He's on his third team since signing that max deal. Nobody wants him. Nobody wants him. He tried to find anybody to want him because he had a player option this year for $47 million. Guess what Westbrook told the Lakers? The phone rang. Here's what happens, right? The phone rings. It's so funny because the way it works is that the player or the player agent has to, has to call, right? You don't, first you call and then you have to send an official, official letter, right? That's what you do officially. And, 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 and here's how it goes. Ready? Okay. Oh my God, it's Russell Westbrook. Who wants to pick up? Do we have to pick up? It's Westbrook. Pick up. Hello? Coach. Um, no, this is Jeannie. Jeannie, it's Russ. Hey, Russ, how you doing? Good. I just wanted to uh, give you some update. Oh, Russ, listen, I just want to tell you how thankful I am for your time with the Lakers. We really did enjoy having you. I know it was great to have you and LeBron together. I'm so sorry it didn't work out, but we definitely wish you all sorts of luck. Jeannie, Jeannie, it's Russ Westbrook. No, no, I know, but I thought you were calling just to say goodbye and say thank you. Wanted to know maybe you want to have a dinner. I wanted to thank you for going to the Ham press conference when he was named coach. That was super nice of you. Um, um, Jeannie? Jeannie? 
I'm back, baby. Wait, what? I've got a $47 million player option. I'm opting in. I'm coming back and we're going to be great, I promise. But, but Russ, you may not even start. Oh, I don't care about that. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm here for the team. Um, but Russ, you're the one who really was a huge part of Frank Vogel getting fired because of how bad you were. Yeah, I know, but this year's totally different. AD's healthy. I talked to Braun. I told Braun I feel like I'm 30 years old again. I promised him that I'm going to shoot way better. I'm going to be aggressive, and I'm going to be good. We're going to be fine. Russ, Russ, is that you, or is this a doppelganger? Are you like the Clay Thompson guy who went on the court? Can you prove to me, can we FaceTime? Oh, it is you, Russ. Are you coming back for real? Man, I tried, Jeannie. I called 31 teams. My agent and I were on the phone. I even went to visit several teams. And do you know what they all told me? Well, we'd love to have you on our team, but not in uniform. And I said, huh? How can that be? I'm Russell Westbrook, one of the greatest players of all time. Bye, Jeannie. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, LeBron, didn't I tell you to call Russ and tell him not to opt in? What am I going to do, Jeannie? It's 47 million bucks. I told you he was going to take it. I tried to get him traded to everybody. No one would take him. I didn't want to be with Russ. Hey, do you think that maybe you could move Russ straight up for Kyrie Irving? Listen, LeBron, we've let you run things for a while here, I grant you. But you really think bringing Kyrie to Los Angeles is going to be a difference maker? Can, can he get KD also? Well, Jeannie, can you fit me, KD, and Kyrie on the same team? Well, there's going to have to be some pay changes. LeBron, how did Hustle do? Is, is the movie doing well? Because I, I read that in your billion, I was just curious. Would you forego your salary, even though you're now the fourth or fifth highest player in the league? Are you willing to bring your salary down, just exit out of your contract? The union will allow it, I, I promise you and take maybe the $2 million mid-level exception, then we could maybe bring in Durant and Irving. Hello, are you there? My God, the Lakers are screwed. Russell Westbrook opting in. That leaves James Harden. We've got him by tomorrow. He's got to opt in, I believe. Is that right, Coca? He's got $47 million opt-in with the Philadelphia 76ers. If the Philadelphia 76ers sign him to a max deal, then I'm not trusting their process anymore at all. I heard the opt-in deadline was Wednesday. I think free agency starts Thursday. So I guess we're going to hear from Harden today. But I know Harden's waiting because he's trying to get a max deal somewhere. But James Harden is not James Harden anymore. It's a brand new world in the NBA, folks. Harden is not one of the top, top five best players, period. Westbrook, no. Irving, no. And these guys are being paid like they are. That's the problem with these long-term deals. When you don't pay attention and you give the wrong players the max, you're done. It's so easy to give max contracts because it feels so good. You get to stand up in front of the media and say, look what we're doing. Hey, we got Jalen frickin' Brunson. Hip, hip, hooray. We are New York. We are the New York Knicks. We're gonna play some ball because we're the New York Knicks. Basketball. Please get to me at David P. Sampson if you know what I just sang. We are New York and we love basketball. We're gonna take it all because we're the New York Knicks. Hello, Cleveland. WKRP. Oh.
All right, stop. Coca. WKRP is Cincinnati. I had Lonnie Anderson in my mind. Get rid of that. That's silly. That's not Cleveland. 92 point. Ready? I'll count us in again. 469. 92.3. We're coming to you live from Cleveland. Deshaun Watson's heading into day two of his hearing. We don't know whether he's going to be suspended for six games, eight games, 16 games, 17 games, 49 games, 69 games. Hike! What we do know is they have Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's being paid money, and Baker Mayfield doesn't want to play for the Browns. Coke and I, in preparing for the show, had a slight disagreement. He was grumpy, I was tired, and my hamstring hurts right in my tuchus, so every time I sit down for a show or a double show, it tingles. And I don't mean the good tingly. I mean the bad tingly. Baker Mayfield is in the last year of his rookie deal. Those are the rookie deals after you're drafted. You get four years. Then you can be picked up for five for a fifth year. Then you can get franchise tagged, et cetera. The Cleveland Browns traded for Deshaun Watson. Gave him $230 million, and Baker Mayfield got sad. He had just led the Browns to a playoff appearance, got a playoff win a couple years ago. Remember that? Everyone was all excited. The bake is back. Baker Mayfield announced yesterday, there's a lot of healing that needs to be done. I'm going to need to be approached. I think we're all ready to move on. But what if Deshaun Watson is suspended? Who's going to play quarterback for the Browns? Hmm. You think Baker Mayfield is going to get paid $18 million not to play? Does he want to get the Deshaun Watson treatment without actually doing all the bad things that Deshaun Watson did? Remember last year, Deshaun Watson had it made in the shade. Well, had it made in the shades down and the blankets up. He got paid not to play. I don't think Baker Mayfield is in that position. Well, that's the good news from a criminal and civil liability standpoint, but not from a positional NFL quarterback standpoint. I don't really understand player entitlement and player empowerment where Baker Mayfield can just say, screw it, get me out of Cleveland. There's no repair to be done. My feelings are hurt. Guess what? Put your big boy pants on. You think the GM of Cleveland needs to call you and have a meeting? He'll do it. You think he wants to? No. Having to suck up to players to make them feel good about taking $18 million from the owner. Oh, please take our $18 million. And if it's possible, would you be willing to be the starting quarterback on an NFL franchise? I mean, call me crazy. I'm so sorry to bother you. Would you like some coffee with those ham and eggs? Anything else I can do to make you more comfortable? How about a suite on the road? Would that be good? Maybe throw in a few extra tickets? G-M-A-B Baker. There is absolutely no reason in the world that the Browns have to do some sort of kumbaya with Baker Mayfield. If Deshaun Watson gets suspended and they want to play Mayfield, learn the playbook, get on the field, and earn your paycheck. If not, you should be suspended without pay. Physically able to play, suspended list. I don't want to read about Baker Mayfield anymore and him complaining. His poor feelings got hurt. Feelings are something that do not have a place in business. And this is me going back to my old ways, right? But sometimes I do. Sometimes I do a little confirmation that the way I did things was right. Sometimes I think I went too far, maybe. Too robotic. But then something comes up like this with the Knicks or with Westbrook or with Harden 
or with Irving or with Mayfield. And I just, it makes me crazy. It makes me crazy to know that as president of a team, it has to be part of my job to make sure that all players are feeling really good about themselves and all employees are happy and feeling good about themselves when I just want people to do their jobs. Now, is there an in-between? Yeah. The in-between is you can care about things. You can be empathetic, sympathetic, try to keep things copacetic. To me, that makes it antiseptic. But I'll tell you, sometimes it's okay when it's business. Cleveland Browns have some serious business to do. All right, Coca. Let's go to a uh, let's go to a break. I watched the J Lo documentary yesterday. I got to talk about it. It, it. it was all Miami, all J Lo, no A Rod, and a little teeny weensy bit of Benny Affleck. And then we're going to talk about an update that happened with the Angels brawl that uh, really told me that things are going to change. And of course. We are getting to the Oakland A's today. I promise you that. Wanted to do it yesterday. I guarantee it's coming up today. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers can bet five bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SAMSON. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. Thank you for hitting follow on your Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I appreciate that. And also get to us on Nothing Personal with David Sampson. We have a YouTube channel. We're going to start going live more maybe after Africa, figuring out what we're doing here. But in the meantime, you can see how uncomfortable I am seated in a glove chair on Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel. Thanks for joining us. We watch a movie every day. Yesterday, it was suggested to me by Beth, a woman with whom I've worked for 20 years, more, since 2002. Now, 20 years, yeah, over 20 years, Beth. I know you're listening because you like listening. And, well, paid to listen, but still, I think you like listening. J-Lo did a documentary called Halftime. Halftime follows her as she is getting ready for the halftime show that she did with um, Shakira. Is Shakira the one whose hips don't lie, Coca? All I know is that the entire documentary is about what she's doing with a movie called Hustlers, which was a really good movie. 
If you haven't seen it, I think we reviewed it on Nothing Personal. She was nominated for a Golden Globe and did not win. She was going to be nominated for an Oscar and did not get an Oscar nomination. And there were cameras following her the whole time. And all I kept thinking is it is very difficult to be J-Lo. Her level of fame is almost too much. Having to be on the way she has to be on at all times, having to be criticized the way she's criticized, the way they make fun of her body. You've heard my J-Lo stories. I've been lucky enough to spend plenty of time with her and Mark Anthony. Sometimes just her. I mean, not in that way, obviously, but when Mark wasn't around. And uh, she happens to be incredibly nice and incredibly normal, but lives a very abnormal life. And her view of me always, I think I told you, is that I was like, when Mark Anthony and I were together, we were like two little boys. We're both the same size. We're both small. We would just sit there having multiple bottles of wine. And she would just want to know when we're leaving. Like, when, when can she go to sleep and stop entertaining us? Or when are we going to stop making noise? And so I'm thinking about her life during this documentary as she's preparing for this halftime extravaganza, which was amazing, at Hard Rock Stadium when she was negotiating the number of minutes of the halftime show that she would get versus Shakira, wondering why she wasn't going to get more time, when she wanted to make a statement, when she's trying to make a difference. And then at the end of the documentary, I learned something about her that I did not know, which makes the entire documentary worth it. Meanwhile, during filming of this, she was with A-Rod, then not with A-Rod, no mention of A-Rod. He's been fully scrubbed. Talk about a relationship of convenience. I guess people could argue that J-Lo has always had relationships that are business-based, but that wouldn't make her the only one. Half the people in Hollywood, C. Cruz, Tom, have relationships that are business-based. Travolta, John. It happens. It's all about appearances, right? Why is that? That's got to be because of us, the fans. We have to be so shallow. We have to buy so many Us magazines trying to learn what's wrong with Justin Bieber or maybe seen whether or not Kevin Pearson's going to get married, and if so, to who. We're the ones. Free Britney Spears, we're the ones who imprisoned her. I think we should take a look at that. I was the one as a kid who was always such a super fan of athletes and, and, and players. I wanted to meet players all the time. I wanted to meet famous people. There's tours in Hollywood, right, that you go on just trying to see where people live. And people still do it. You walk into a restaurant, you see a famous person, or you see cameras around. Oh, who's there? Who's coming out? Who's in? Because you just want to feel like you can touch that life. I've been on the outer, 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 outer ring. It's like the rings of Saturn, like the sixth ring of the periphery of that life. It's way more normal than you'd think. It really is. And it's fraught with anxiety and stress and pressure. Do you remember the line from Notting Hill, Coca? When... Uh, the movie Notting Hill, when they're going around, there's one more brownie to be had, and the most pathetic story gets the brownie, and one woman is in a wheelchair, and one woman has googly eyes and can't get a date and bad hair. Hugh Grant is Hugh Grant, and then Julia Roberts, the movie star, says, well, I want a chance at the brownie, and they say, you? You're a famous movie star, a rich, famous movie star. Why would you have a terrible life? And she says, I've been dieting for 10 years. I've been hungry for 10 years. It's taken a bunch of surgeries to get me to look like this and like this. And one day when I'm old, someone will walk past me and say, hey, aren't you the one who used to be famous? She didn't get the brownie, but there's something to be said. 
the insecurity that people have who are famous for the time that they won't be famous or the insecurity that beautiful people have for the time that they won't be beautiful so they overcorrect and have surgeries and do all these things from spanks to absolute total reconstruction is so that they can project this image to you to make you still want to be me when in fact all I want to do is be you. What insanity. How about if we all just liked being us? Halftime, the JLo documentary, it's worth it. Now, of course, it goes against everything I just said because it's totally voyeuristic. Yeah, but watch it. My name is David Sampson. In the alternate world, I'm the president of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Nah, I like Rich. I like Derek Hall too much. I don't want to be that. Okay. Hi, my name's David Sampson. In the alternate world, I'm the president of the Anaheim Angels. I've gotten Artie Moreno to sell his team. I am running the team. And I've been aware that there's going to be a hit by pitch and that there may be a brawl. The brawl happens. I immediately go down to the clubhouse, make sure everyone's okay, talk to the ejected players, and then I get a phone call. The phone call comes from my trainer, not from my GM, because the trainer's too scared to call the GM. And the trainer calls and says, David, we got a small problem. What happened? Archie Bradley fractured his arm. Huh? No. Archie Bradley, the player who the Diamondbacks, who the, uh, who the, sorry, four, eight, nine. Archie Bradley, who the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles signed to a one-year, like, three-and-a-half, four-million-dollar deal to be in their bullpen to help get them one October win for Mikey Trout, fell out of the dugout, climbing over the railing to join the brawl two days ago, and it was announced that he fractured his arm. But don't worry, David, he's only going to miss four weeks. Horse hockey. I've been around the game long enough, Mr. Trainer. That's not four weeks. That's eight weeks. Oh, but it's not his pitching arm, right? Yeah, it is. Ugh. The Angels announced he'll miss four weeks. If I'm the president of the Angels, I am calling up Major League Baseball. While I am understanding the blame that the Angels have in this regard, I want the rules changed right now. The rules changed that were discussed on nothing personal yesterday. I want it to be illegal to leave the bench. I want it to be illegal and automatic suspension to leave the bullpen. We have got to make these rule changes. Exactly what we talked about yesterday. Any player who gets injured during a brawl, that is a major problem for baseball because it's a major problem for owners because guess what? Archie Bradley, he's not losing a penny. He's on the major league injured list. All he's missing is actually participating in games. Now, you could argue he's not helping the Angels because they're below 500 and not going to play in October. But the Angels still have to bring up someone to replace him, pay him the prorated minimum. So they're actually spending more money because Archie Bradley got hurt. And it's the one thing we try to avoid off the field. Archie Bradley climbed over the railing. He couldn't take three seconds to go through the door up to the field with the opening in the dugout railing where you can just walk up two stairs. He's got to jump over the railing to get into the fray just to stand there jumping around. There's video of him falling. It, it, it made me sweat. It made me anxious. It made me angry. It made me so happy that I'm at CBS doing nothing personal and not running the Anaheim Angels. It's a total nightmare. I think that if the changes are not made, 
Baseball is going to rue that day. Archie Bradley may be looking for a job because I don't know that he's going to pitch again this season. And it can be definitely easier to find the job if you're on LinkedIn, right? I wonder if Archie Bradley fractured his arm and woke up and said, uh-oh, better get a LinkedIn profile. There's a lot of companies hiring. And the best way to find the right candidates for your openings, period, if you want to find openings for your small business, you go to LinkedIn Jobs because they make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster, freer. You can create a free job post in minutes in LinkedIn Jobs. You want to reach your network and beyond? You're going to get to 770 million people. If you can't find someone with 770 million applicants, uh, you may need to hire someone different in your hiring department. If you're a small business, you have ranked LinkedIn Jobs number one. They're going to give you quality hires versus everyone else. Did you know that every week, 40 million people who are looking for jobs go on LinkedIn? Think about that. 40 million per week. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Samson. That's linkedin.com slash Samson, and you can post your job for free. As usual, terms, conditions, apply. Good luck there, Archie. Nothing personal pick of the day. If you were watching CBS Sports HQ yesterday at 6 p.m., if you were Eastern, if you were listening to Nothing Personal yesterday, you knew that we're back to winning our picks of the day. It was an easy pick having the Astros over the Mets. I think it's clear. If it's not clear to you how good the Astros are, it should be. If it's not clear to you that Carlos Carrasco is not a number two or three starter, it should be. The Astros crushed. We're 74 and 62. All right, we got a game today that we're going to go with. Have you been watching? I want to go back to the AL East, which is a very, very interesting, interesting division, interesting series. I think the AL East is probably better than the NL West, even though Dave Roberts says the NL West is better. The AL East could still have four playoff teams. Two of them are playing each other, Red Sox and Jays. I don't know if you were paying attention to the game last night, but the Blue Jays beat the Red Sox. Now, that's not out of the ordinary. The Blue Jays are a better team than the Red Sox. The Red Sox have been playing way better, though, as of late. But over 162, the Blue Jays, I expected to win their division. I still expect them to win the pennant. They are a deep, better team. Did you see what happened in the game last night between the Red Sox and the Blue Jays? There's this thing that happened in uh, March of 20. I was watching TV and all of a sudden, I got word that Rudy Gobert had tested positive for COVID. COVID, the thing that Tom Hanks had. COVID, where people were dying and what was going on. We're now two years past that. COVID's not over. I know just as many people with COVID now, but the ones who are vaccinated and boosted, it's just like they're really sick. They're not being hospitalized. They're not dying, which is why you get vaccinated, not to not get COVID. It's to not die from COVID. If you could get a vaccine to not die, don't you choose that vaccine? Canada has a rule. If you're not going to be vaccinated, sorry, don't come here. I can't believe that impacts anybody. I can't believe anybody doesn't get vaccinated, but that's up to you. You don't want to get vaccinated, have at it. There are players who are not vaccinated. Why? Don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. The union doesn't make them get vaccinated. Okay, what about your teammates? Do they make you get vaccinated? Well, not when you're on the Boston Red Sox. If you are an unvaccinated player, you cannot go with your team to play in Toronto. Guess who wasn't in Toronto last night? 
the Red Sox closer. Guess why? He's not vaccinated. Guess what? The Red Sox blew a save. It's fine. The Boston Red Sox are 2-7 and seven against the Jays this year. Their closer is Tanner Hawk. He's good. I'm not rooting for him. It's not that I need him to do. Let me be clear about something, Coca. If you don't want to be vaccinated, no problem. Don't, I'm not going to, it's not a constitutional right of mine to make you be vaccinated. But I get to make rules. And my rules get to say, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come into my house. If you're not vaccinated, you can't come into my country. If you're not vaccinated, you can't come into my stadium. I can make those rules. No problem. When you're on a team, does team ever come first? Can you win without team coming first? Hey, my baby's being born. I got to go. It's the World Series. doesn't matter. Hey, I'm not going to get vaccinated. I'm not going to be with your team. But we need you on the team. Nah, I'm not vaccinated. Not willing to do it. Please? Nah. That's not being a teammate. Not at all. So guess what? The Jays are going to win again. We're going to get back to 13 games over. Manoa and the Jays over the Red Sox. Pay attention to the Jays rotation if you're the Yankees. Just pay attention. That's all I'm asking. Pay attention to the depth of the Jays rotation. Pay attention to the depth of the Jays lineup. I'm not saying to be scared of them because God knows you've got a big lead that is insurmountable unless there's an epic collapse, which the Yankees won't have. But I just want to know in a seven-game series, how do you feel about playing the Jays? I guess we'll find out. Jays over Red Sox is the nothing personal pick of the day. All right, Coca, play me that music. You know what I want? (laughs) I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. Comes from the movie Half-Baked. There's a character named Samson. You want to ask me a question the way they ask him a question? Get into my Twitter, at David P. Samson. Hit the follow button and ask a question. Hello, David. Hello. I just saw that Oakland will not have to pay a relocation fee if they move to Vegas. Did you have to pay one if the Marlins had moved? Thank you so much for asking. I read that too yesterday. Did you see what I said on Twitter? Because I'm going to expand on that. Just a titty tad. Today is Wednesday, June 29th. Would you believe that on Thursday, June 30th, there's a vote going on in Oakland among commissioners, politicians, elected officials, 27 of them actually, And do you know what they're voting on? They're voting on something called the Howard Terminal. Howard Terminal is a place where John Fisher, the owner of the Oakland A's, and Rob Manford, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, wants a new facility to be built in Oakland to replace what is the worst facility in all of sports, the Oakland Coliseum. In order to build a facility at the Howard Terminal, there has to be new zoning. Right now, that area is zoned to be a port, and only a port. And port is either someone who runs CBS Interactive and CBS HQ, or it's a place where you have ships. Under any scenario, it's not a place where you have balls and bats. So there's got to be a zoning change. Without a zoning change, there's no ballpark. Without a ballpark, there's no Oakland A's. This is a critical vote in the journey of the A's staying in Oakland. 
You know my wait to see from a year ago is the A's are not moving to Vegas. You know very well that baseball needs Vegas as a expansion market down the road, not as a relocation market. It is a critical expansion market. So this vote matters. So John Fisher called up Rod Manford and said, hey, let's huddle. Let, let's meet. They have all these consultants they pay. It's hilarious. The Marlins, we didn't pay anybody. We did all the work ourselves. But all these other teams and leagues, they pay people so much money. Let's talk. Everyone Zoom meets or they meet in person now or just still Zoom. Let's figure out this Oakland A's situation. I got it. We got to get this vote on Thursday. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to leak something to the media, and it's brilliant. Tell me, what is it? We're going to leak that there's no relocation fee if the Oakland A's move to Vegas because then that will pressure the Oakland politicians to vote yes to the rezoning because they'll realize that without a relocation fee, John Fisher, who owns the Oakland A's, can just waltz right into Vegas. It's brilliant. Rob Manfred and John Fisher got together and they said, that's totally going to work. No one is going to understand the truth about this. Of course, it's ridiculous, but everyone's going to believe it because we're going to get in the press. It's going to be a headline. Can I give you guys a little piece of advice, Rob, if you're listening? Someone is over there. Maybe Dan, maybe Bob. No one believes that. You think that 30 owners are going to forego a billion-dollar expansion fee or a relocation fee? How about a $500 million relocation fee? If you do it for Oakland, you got to do it for Tampa. You're going to let Tampa do that too? Relocate for zero? Give up two expansion markets? Take away competition to increase expansion fees, which you know you need to pay down debt that you all took during COVID? Is any of this sounding familiar? that the debt that you incurred during COVID is going to be paid back through phantom revenue that is coming from the sky. Uh, where's it coming from? Expansion. You know you're expanding to 32 teams. You know you're realigning to 16 American and 16 National League teams. You know you need a team on the West Coast and on the East Coast. Everybody knows this. Could the politicians in Oakland be so, so stupid, which is such a terrible word to use, so clueless that they read that and they get all pressured because that's what we used to do. We used to gain leverage by pressuring politicians both publicly and privately with something that was real. When you could look the politician in the eye and say, listen, the Marlins are moving. They cannot play in pro player Boom, here's the document that kicks us out of the stadium. Signed by Wayne Huizinga and then Stephen Ross. Here it is. We can no longer play. Here's another document called the Franchise Agreement with MLB that says if we do not have a stadium to play in, then the franchise can be taken away. This is me, the president, telling you we're going to have a stadium to play in. And if it's not here, it's going to be somewhere else. Hey, baseball. Just tell them that we have the right to relocate. We'll worry about the fee later. We'll worry about the fact that you're not going to let us move later. We'll worry about the fact that there's really nowhere to move right now later. You've got to let them know that you're willing to let us move, period. Don't say anything more. Can you do that? Thank you. We're going to get the votes. We got the votes. We got a ballpark. Great. But now, with all the things that surround public financing with all of the extra noise that exists 
whether it's from the Marlins deal, the Inter-Miami deal, the Buffalo Bills deal, what the Washington Commanders are trying to do, whatever the case may be, a little more heat in the kitchen these days on public financing. You've got to switch it up, baseball said to themselves. So here's how to switch it up. We're going to waive the fee. That'll get everyone going. That'll be a little poker right in the tuchus. Nope. Now, this is going to pass. You're going to get the zoning change. You're going to get the deal in Oakland. The A's are going to stay. Vegas will continue to be a possible expansion market. But you went too far. Of course, the Marlins would have had to pay a relocation fee. 30 owners need to approve relocation. Let me be clear how it works. The vote has to be 23 to 7. You vote yes, so it's really 22 to 7 because the team who's moving always votes yes. One of the most important things about allowing relocation that owners look at is, will it impact my local revenue? Well, the team's moving to Vegas and I'm in Miami. Nope, won't 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 hurt me. Two, what am I getting? I'm getting 129th of how much? And when am I getting it? Those are the questions that owners ask. If baseball would respond and say, listen, we got to take care of Oakland and Tampa, and the best way to do it is to get them moved, but the owners are just going to get a free pass, no relocation fee at all, because God knows they've tried. Stu Sternberg and John Fisher and the Rays and the A's have tried really hard to get a ballpark deal. Horse hockey. Everyone knows exactly within baseball what's going on with Tampa and Oakland. Everybody. At the end of the day with this relocation, the only thing that ever gets discussed is the money. And owners are not giving up a revenue stream that they've counted on. They're going to need a new PR angle. We'll let you know how the vote goes. At the end of the day, it's just business. This is nothing personal. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.